How dare you, sir? Why? You you dare speak over Wham? Oh, I'm sorry. I was no, kind of like are, singing over it. You have to it. play it out now to the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, this song is from the great year of 1984. 1984. It's amazing how much I think I remember, but I was two. You were one. <laughs> I was one, yes. But it, the events that took place in this year, everything almost had a direct impact on, on, on the future of said squeezer, NRK. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it's been stuff that, you know, we've learned about and, 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 and influenced and, and, and um, yeah, told the story. So nothing wrong with that. No, no. I mean... Just because there are years that we're alive, there are topics that we talked about when we were alive that we have no clue what the hell we're talking about sometimes. It just kind of makes shit up. So who cares if we were one? I was alive two. in uh, 2018, and I probably couldn't do a pop culture <laughs> episode on 2018. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> couldn't. Oh, my God. I'm so old. We had a, There was a kid on a show that we did today when it hit me that they're talking about his uncle... And then this kid's like 18, and his uncle graduated with me. Oh, That's when really? it kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, shit, I could have an 18-year-old. Or his uncle's like a year or two. His, his aunt graduated with me, but still. That's when I, it real, I realized I'm old. Yeah, we're old. Um, I'm young at heart, though. Sure. Um, like, uh, um, in that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh... Not literal sense. I'm probably about 30 years older physically. Yeah, you're, you're, but, an old, you're an old soul. Yes. I feel like you were one of those kids who you were like five going on, you know, 66, 65. Oh, I absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah. I am, meanwhile, I'm 36 going on six. Yeah. yeah. The difference between what you and you are six. <sighs> the six. Can't do the math. Like minus... It's 36. So it's minus. Would it be minus 30, 30 or yeah. minus 40? Uh, wait. No, six. you got it with minus 30. Your 42. Math, your math. No, your math added up with the first. All right. Yeah. Your math made We sense. try not to do that on this show. So, um, a little bit. Are, are you dreading this? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. We got stuff to go over first. Don't okay. c- keep your list okay. down for a second. Um, Big so, news. Someone finally won the, one of the challenges. 
someone guessed, apparently due to me tipping them off, as I do, uh, he took two clues that I said in the past couple shows, probably pretty far apart. Yeah, it goes back. It's been a while since we talked about this. I think I made the statement like almost six months ago uh, that I had the stuff to give away. And um, yeah, someone like I gave a tip then, I think, and then I gave a tip last week. And our friend Ant Farm Keyboard um, mm-hmm. guessed correctly. He went and put the clues together and picked an episode where Squeezer uh, appeared and had a cameo in Forensic Files. He was are we a- giving it away or are we leaving it open for more people to find me? No, that one's done, so you could go ahead and tell the episode. Oh, it was, um, shit, hang on. Uh, what the hell is the name of that episode now? Uh, uh, you were in it and were a person that produced uh, it. Shit, it, it's, I, I always remember because I have to Google it when I have to show people all the time. Uh, Def. I don't know. I played a a, a, a deaf uh, lesbian um, that was uh, hit with a. What did I get hit with? A chainsaw. I don't no, know. No, no. I got cut up with a chainsaw. Well, I didn't get cut up with the chainsaw. I uh, the actress did. I oh. just played the stunt double that fell down the last like six flights of stairs. Oh yeah. Uh, Fortunately, I was felt squeezer, and it was a <laughs> larger woman. So I uh, was able to wear a few pads underneath, like, a winter coat. Hmm. So it helped a little bit. It, so it was season 14, episode 2. That woman bashes poor Squeezer over the head with a plumbus and throws him down the stairs. Then comes the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, it was an electric chainsaw. And what sucked about that was we thought we could do the, do the old uh, Halloween um, haunted house thing where you take the chain off yeah 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 but the camera clearly you could see that there's no chain <laughs> so i had to go through and with a, a grinder um with a grinder wheel and and one by one uh grind the teeth down uh until the chain was smooth which really? is still fairly dangerous you gotta be careful yeah but at least you know you're not gonna have uh rolling teeth to get, you know catch you or something like that and then that was fun because i mean there was blood everywhere it was all over it was a cool set too that's the one when i had to tear it back down i tore down with a a, a scissor lift you know how they have those extensions yeah i put the extension out and then i just drove the scissor lift into the set and just crushed the whole thing it's pretty awesome nice yeah so he uh it's osha approved he was sent his award in the mail. Very very fitting, too. We should have sent him one to begin with for my book. Right. Um, he says, as he looks back and remembers life, it's more of a series of important events rather than a flow of time. Graduating college, getting married, birth of his son last year, and now a prestigious award. And he thanks us. Uh, which I, he, he, he earned that award fair and square, so he deserves it. Thank you, sir. For playing, and and you can get a nineteen, a genuine nineteen eighty seven, almost mint condition Alf. Hear sticker. no evil. That's the episode title. Hear, Hear no, no evil. Uh, if how many more episodes are you in? Fuck, I don't. There's I. There's only one more I remember. 
where I'm dressed as a woman. Um, should I give any hint in that one? Because that's gonna. Be, I'm driving. Okay. In that one, uh, see if you can catch me. Uh, and then there are a few more. Um, where I'm either in a background or a stunt double. Okay. When I shouldn't have been, because stunt crews are expensive and they eat a lot, especially those New York ones. Mm. So it's easier just to have uh, the guy that builds the sets and cleans the toilets do it. You clean toilets too? It was a one-man band. It was only there was only you know three people technically on on regular staff. We had a big crew, regularly, but you know I I I spent a lot of time in that studio by myself. So, you know, yeah, yeah, while, while, while your boss was one of your boss was in Vegas with me and the other one was pissed that he was in Vegas with me. Yeah. And I set up the big fancy screen that we use for uh, poor man's processing shot, like driving shots mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, and uh, hook the my Xbox up to the projector and then I would play video games. Oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Was this... I only did that when I had very, very downtime, very downtime. Or on my time off when I was happened to just be there. Never when I was busy. Never. Like, we wouldn't do that on my four-banger monitor. Uh, I, we couldn't because the processor lives in a different room. We'd have to, we'd have, to have Munch run, um, like, USB through the ceiling for us. All right, let's get him on that. I know, right? Let's stop. Because uh, all the processing runs in that room behind the lunchroom. So, so you could we could do it like old school style where we could all play together, you know, like like Goldeneye. Yeah, each have our but, own television. But each have our own television yep. all in the same room. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, have that old school camaraderie of playing a shooter together. Right. Um, but with that, you know, split screen and having your own giant ass HD TV to do it. And uh, doing it with that game Red Dead Redemption, and we're just fishing. <laughs> yes. Just everyone just fishing until someone comes by and just murders us all one by one. That's not nice. No, but probably deservedly so. I mean, that's all I do. I've wasted some. Hey, I bought a fishing license for like four years straight and I never went fishing. It was my contribution to the state of Pennsylvania. One day I dream of going back out there and physically putting a lure into a body of water. I don't even have to. I don't even want to see a fish. Okay, why don't you just fill your bathtub up? Uh, I it was doing that earlier when I got home because the thing was leaking, so I had to shut the water main off. So it's another thing to add to the list. So oh man, toilets running too. I got to fix that. Oh, that where's was real it going? Cause, what? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, better catch it. Um, yeah, don't think that you can adjust the. Fl- don't take the cap off the top. If it's doing a little hissing thing, because it's not actually just air escaping, it's air and water. So I took the top cap off of the uh, uh, regulator and or the uh, valve, thinking that I could fix it. And when I readjusted it, it was just spraying toilet water in my face. It's mm. pretty awesome. Mm. Handyman squeezer. Get a quick drink in. Yeah, I mean, it, technically it's clean. It's coming yeah. right out of the line. Yeah. You can drink bowl water. Right. Why not? Or uh, tank water. We, we, yeah. often, we often catch Olive in the toilet bowl. That's why I have to leave the... She's in here right now playing with something on the floor. Hello, Olive. 
Uh, Welcome to the show. Uncle Squeezer says hi. She's playing with a twist tie. She likes those. Just batting, Fun toys. Batting it around the floor. Um, yeah, she likes to just get in the toilet, <laughs> toilet bowl, inspect the water. I find her in there. I'm like, Olive, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the toilet. She's like, uh, I'm trying to take a shit. <laughs> right. right. You guys give me sand. You get the nice, uh, you know, the Liquid. nice water bowl. toilet seat with the, you know, water, a nice mm-hmm. warm bidet. You get yeah. the paper. Right. And you give me sand. Yeah, right. She does. She's sick of the sand. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get into 1984. Pull that list out and smack ah, us with. Ah, I got the list. It's it's reasonably shorter this time. I don't know why. I don't know if I just lost my mojo for the listing of things, or what. But it was. I, I don't I don't know what it was. Or maybe it's because this one. Maybe it was because I was only one and I don't remember to list things. But we did like what 87 or something. I don't know. Things just didn't click with this list, so it's not nearly as long. I apologize for that. Well, you should be sorry. Okay. So I shall begin. So 1984 was the 984th year of the second millennium. Did you know that? And the fifth year of the 80s. Wait. Math that for me. 80 was 1. Yep. 81 was 2. Yep. 83 was 3. Are you using your fingers? And 84... Was four. What? Wait. Wait, you missed one. Did I? How did you do that? How did I do that? You I was I want to go on. back and listen right now. I wish we had I wish we instant replay. Eighty we... was one. Eighty one was two. Eighty two was three. Eighty three was four. I didn't miss one. And you did. I think you went eighty was one. Eighty one was one. And <laughs> I think you did that. I think. Oh. I didn't I didn't realize that this was I thought it would you know, trip you up a little bit. I didn't realize that it would be so much gold. We, um, we had a long day. We did. We had a day. show in the morning. We had a show at night. We just. If, oh, could you imagine if we had real jobs, what we'd be like right now? Oh, God. We'd, we'd be doing this at like five o'clock, what normal people do things. Yeah, but we'd also, you know, it's not like we actually work, work. I mean, we kind of have to use our minds and a oh, little bit of muscle. But if, if at the same time, it's like being at a daycare. Well, I. It's not. And being, but being the kids at a daycare. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I often compare it to I'm just Peter Pan, and you guys are my lost boys, and we roll our clubhouse from place to place and play make believe. I like to think of myself more as a me. <laughs> Would that make me hook? Um. Yeah, but the Dustin Hoffman version. Okay. Yeah. It was good. I'm more. I like to think of myself as Rufio, but I know I'm not that cool. Only wish. Um, the China year of the water pig and wood rat. I'm implying that you get stabbed with a sword. Okay. No. But I like I like yeah. I want I don't want that to happen to you. I got other plans. Uh, uh, R- Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States. Uh, he also had an elect. It was also an election year, and that's when he beat uh, Walter Mondale in all but his home state of Minnesota. And even then, it was only by like thirty five hundred votes that he lost the state. Wow, he yeah. won like every state. Yeah, that that reelection of Reagan was like a a solid election, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Challenger and Discovery uh, both had launches. Yay, space shuttles. Um, and there was the first untethered spacewalk, which that's got to take some balls. Uh, and we had the first TED conference. 
Oh, really? It dates back yeah. that far? Uh, yeah, that kind of that surprised me. I, didn't I thought know that, that was a thing that happened when YouTube became a thing. That's what I thought, but I guess they're like, "Hey, we've been doing this for so long. Let's let people like normal people listen." What does TED stand for? Uh, today, everyone dies. Oh. Yeah. No wonder. Well, that's the one with it. That's the AI episode, at least. No wonder they waited for. um, Speaking of, oh, Marvin Gaye was murdered by his father in 1984. uh, And Vanessa Williams uh, was Miss America. uh, And then she had to relinquish the crown because uh, some nudie pictures came out of a penthouse she was in. Really? Yeah. But in the end, she still ended up probably being the most successful one out there. Oh, technology, comma, entertainment, comma, design. Oh, that's that's an anagram, folks. February 23rd, 1984. We're at the 30, almost at the 35th anniversary, right? Or 34th. Uh, more math. Okay, we're 35th. in. Yeah, 35th. We're almost at the 35th year. So yeah, in what? In two days? No, it's a, it's the a tw- 19th. It'll be the 20th by the time we finish this podcast. And no, kids, I'm not joking about that. So three days, yeah. Happy birthday, Ted. Yay! Uh, oh, going back to Reagan, even though he won the election and he was quite popular, he kind of freaked people out when uh, he jokingly uh, did a mic check stating that um, he had uh, made uh, the Soviet Union illegal and we begin bombing in five minutes. Oh, that's a good mic check. That's a good mic check. Yeah. Um, you would think a guy that was an actor would know a little better. Mm, you know. Eh, maybe not. Uh, uh, John DeLorean got acquitted on like 11 different accounts of cocaine possession. Um, we got our first Canadian in space. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and Galileo was finally forgiven by the Vatican. Hmm. Hey, sorry. Oh um, man. They didn't, they didn't, I don't think they <laughs> actually it? admitted that he was <clears throat> right. They're just like, are bad. Isn't that ironic that back then they were in a position to forgive people. And now the tables have turned. Well, now I wonder if they'll take back his apology because, like, they're like Earth's flat now, asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, Earth. I, I, are Vatican is Vatican a flat Earth? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I we both listened to Killer Mike on Rogan, and they're and uh, they were talking about the Vatican and all that shit. Like they fucking just hook that shit. That stuff's all stolen. Apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, but well, yeah. I mean, they on, had wars. They won wars, and they, you know, conquered. Took advantage of uh, Did the, the men, you know, destruction of Europe. Or the Smithsonian just give something back because it was proven stolen? I believe they give. They do that often, actually. As you know, if you could prove it. They're more than they, and then a lot of people like they give it back, but then they allow them to keep it in the museum, but it's like under their name, you know. Um, because what who else wants? I mean, the only thing if somehow it came down that I actually own the rights to Archie Bunker's chair, I might take it back. Oh, it was a museum in Scotland, it wasn't even here. 
that's nice of them. It uh, was an Egyptian stone. Oh, no, not stone. Uh, maybe I'm looking at something else. That a stone? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got, technically, we got the first minivans from Chrysler. Oh. There had been minivans before, but they weren't like minivans. Now they're minivans. And just imagine what, you know, life would be like as a kid, like if we didn't have minivans. We'd still be in like weird station wagons with the seats facing backwards. Way, way back. Uh, in 1984, uh, the video game uh, GTA Vice City took place. And also, 1984 was the year 1984 took place. Believe that. I thought that was 85. No, it took place in 84. My math could be wrong. It was the fifth year of the 80s you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the... Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Desmond Tutu won the Nobel Peace Prize. That's just fun to say. Uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got their debut on the page. Uh, speaking of, uh, George Michael and Wham uh, made it big with Make It Big, uh, like played earlier. Oh, we also got Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, Talking Heads released uh, Stop Making Sense. Uh, Chili Peppers made their debut. Metallica gave us Ride of Lightning. Uh, and um, Born in uh, USA. Oh, USA. Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. A popular album at the time. I hear the kids like that one. They like him, yes. Uh, 1942 was released in arcades, which would go on to be a mainstay in the ever-present Nick Arcade. Uh, Sega Enterprise uh, Enterprises forms, uh, and we also got Marble Madness. There was the uh, Where's the Beef campaign. Michael Jackson set his hair on fire shooting a Pepsi commercial. Uh, uh, he did. We got Transformers, Kids Incorporated, and Murder, She Wrote. But we lost Three's Company, The Littles, and Happy Days. Let me uh, make sure that I'm not going to blow up your spot here. We also got... Oh, we're not in movies yet. That's I saw Raiders, but it wasn't Raiders. It was Temple of Doom that came out in 84. Yeah, I'll Tem get back to that. Doom, yeah. uh, Raiders won Super Bowl uh, XV3. Uh, that should be an easy one, but I'm going to play dumb. Uh, the Celtics beat the Lakers in seven because, you know, it's like that's what it was all about back then. It was fucking that team. They even tried to make – do you see the Super Bowl? They even tried to make, like, the Super Bowl matter more this year by bringing in the, like, Larry Bird and, like, you know, the Celtics and the Lakers and talking about the rivalry between cities. Really? Yeah, they tried. That was a good piece, just – it had nothing to do with the Super Bowl. And, oh, you know, this year? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. the only part of the Super Bowl I saw. Like I did. I did see that. the third I did, quarter. I did, I did see that. We were all like, what the fuck is this? This was, It was kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, as a piece, I enjoyed it. I would watch that as a 30 for 30, which I think they already did like probably 30 of them. Uh, what's up? What oh, did, what Tommy did Hearns knocks out Roberto Duran. I, I met Thomas the Hitman Hearns. I worked with him. Uh, yeah. Oh, and but there was some shenanigans. He did not win the WBA title, who uh, Durant had because they the WBA just said I, this might have been prior to the fight, but it's like yeah, you're not gonna get it if you win it. So they just left it vacant. They didn't like technically sanction it. That's where boxing can go suck a big one. 
Uh, oh, and Lee Trevino <coughs> won the PGA Championship. What you know, one? Is you he know the, who Lee Trevino is. Is he in Happy Gilmore? Yes. Grizzly yeah. Adams did have a beard. And he's also the guy that just shakes his head. Uh, uh, and Happy Gilmore, yeah. Yeah, and Happy Gilmore, yeah. Yeah, that's why I just said. Hey, wait, yeah. then isn't he in um, Simpsons, Lee Trevino teaches golf or the video game? I believe, yes, I think so. Is yeah. Lee Trevino, right? Yeah. He's a funny guy. He is a, he's. What's that Yes, Grizzly Adams thing? That's a, a line from uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, is it? Yeah, when Shooter McGavin's like, yeah, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah, just yeah, pops yeah. up out of nowhere. just shakes his head, yeah. Yeah, Lee Trevino did have a beard. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and Wayne Gretzky, of course, is the man and wins a, a Stanley Cup. We had the 84 Olympics in L.A. And the popular movies of 1984 that we aren't going to go into too much detail about. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Dun, Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Police Academy, and Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Oh, and I think Splash was in there, too. That's my list. Much shorter than usual. I apologize, folks. Next year, I, the next year, I will make it up to you all, because I know how much you love it. Okay, well, who goes... And we're on the internet, and the internet is designed for one thing and one thing only. And that's listing things. I'm fact-checking. Nah. Oh, wait. No one does that. No. <laughs> you you just... fact-check things, but you go to a site that just tells you what you want to hear. Because you can find a fact that contradicts what you want, and then you just... Or you go on the internet and make up your own fact. Right. We have a ca- we had a, one of our cameramen tonight, on my crew, not yours. Um, he, he's a guy I mentioned from what we've learned tonight, often on uh, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard. To fill out those bingo cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a cameraman for WWF for years. You could see him in a bunch of pictures. Like when when uh, he's the guy in the picture when uh, the, uh, Stone Cold stunning um, Santa Claus. He's in the ring with him. <clears throat> he's on camera tonight. He's telling me the story that Food Network fired Guy Fieri because he uh, endorsed uh, some sort of something. And um, I was like, "What? I'm never watching Food Network again." Because <laughs> Like I get yeah, you, I know, I know how much how defensive and how much you love him. Yeah, I get pissed when people shit on Guy Fieri. I love Guy Fieri. I love Triple D. I love Triple G. And um, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives, and Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> guys, okay. Grocery Games is like Supermarket Sweep on steroids, as Michael Scott would say. Uh but uh, he, he said he got fired, and I was like, no. So I immediately looked it up. And I'm like, Dirk, I think you might have been uh, this, the victim of fake news. I think it was like one of those joke news sites because for some reason the, the whole story made, didn't seem right. And it, it was pretty, people just love, love to shit on old guy Pierre. He is not, false alarm, he is not fired from the Food Network. Food, mm. food Network programming, aside from Chopped, which is also fantastic, is still safe. There's, I could pretty much watch, because Food Network, all it is, is Chopped and Guy Fieri shows anymore. I know. That's my problem with it. It should be nothing but Japanese episodes <laughs> of Iron Chef. I, I like the American one, and, too. Yeah, it's, it's not the same, though. It's a different kind of show. That's fine. If I want to watch like TV and be entertained, but I there's something about the weirdness of it and not knowing what the hell is going on that kind of brings comfort to me. I, I'm very much I'm not a foodie. Like food means nothing to me. 
but I'm very yeah. much into the art of cooking. Mm-hmm. I think chops a better sport to watch than some sports. Like it's a better competition. Oh, yeah. But if you also did shot a cooking show all day long, you'd want to probably you know. Right. Probably. Steak My, knife I have a lot of friends who work on it. My one friend, she like does you know those pretty shots of everything mm-hmm. when when they're doing like the b-roll <clears throat> she does yeah. that and she does like she's in charge of like get designing the labels for everything cool so like they'll take like the the company logo off and just put like a nondescript can't get sued for label on stuff gotcha <clears throat> and uh her fiance i think her husband is a producer on the show So, gotcha. They, I'll check it out. Chop, you know, you I mean, I, I've I've seen a couple. I, look, I, with all due respect, I have a very poor memory, and things get jumbled up in there. Ch- I can tell you, I can tell you probably which episode that they made the sea squid tentacle squash soup or whatever the hell it was back in. Oh, that was you know, yeah. seven. Well, that was probably uh, yeah, Iron Chef. Yes. Yeah, but Chopped is like it, there's four people. They're four mm-hmm. chefs, and like there's there's an appetizer round where they each get a basket and they have to make something out of that all the weird ingredients. And it's like an episode of Iron Chef each round, and then there's a mm-hmm. and then there's a um, main course and there's a dessert round, and they're either chopped or they chop someone each round, and then it comes down to the last two. Fun. Yeah, it's it's actually I love it. Do do they tease us going to break every single time like someone is going to die on the show? No, they only do that uh, three of the four times. Excellent. Yes. Do does the chef mention the name of their restaurant and their own name over and over again after someone the host also mentions their name? No, Billy they, Bob's they, Barbecue. That's me. No, they only do it like once, like in the oh, beginning of the show. Shame. They should watch Barbecue Pitmaster and learn something. Oh, no. That's how you make TV. No, they, they, they only do it like when it's needed, when they're describing who the person is. Well, it's needed on Barbecue Pitmaster, too. It's called filling 44 minutes. Oh, no. These guys actually cook, so it fills pretty quick. Ah, yes. I love Barbecue Pitmaster. Guilty pleasure. Not that there should be anything guilty about it, except eating 4,000 calories of ribs in one sitting. Oh, can't wait for the summer. I got four racks in the freezer right now ready to go. They were on sale. They're on, you can, yeah, up. can't pass it up. What? Uh, who goes first this week? Good question. What did we even do last week? Rom-coms, Rom-coms. Right? And you started with Overboard. Yes, that's true. So, so I you start with another rom-com from the 1980s. Yes. Calumet, Colorado, population 8,200. Before the sun sets, foreign soldiers will march victorious through the streets. Get in! Eight high school students will take to the mountains, fight for freedom, and become a symbol to unite America. Not bad for a bunch of kids. Wolverines! Red Dawn, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, August 10th. Check newspapers for a selected theater near you. It's a love film to every red-blooded American out there. I don't get because even as watching it as a kid, like they they saw it. A lot of people saw it, and it became like the 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 movie of like American uh, jingoistic rah rah. But I I still see it as like even though it, it, it's not 
um, what the uh, execs wanted. I still look at it as an anti-war movie because it everyone dies, all but uh, Leah Thompson, you know, and uh, the kid make it out. You know, um, it was intended to be an anti-war movie. Uh, John Milius and uh, Kevin Reynolds wrote it. Uh, Milius, of course, he got his start, not his start, but his first big gig was writing Apocalypse Now, um, which then Coppola uh, rewrote the shit out of Milius, did not like that. But then he went on, he also wrote uh, uh, the Dirty Harry movies, Dirty Harry Magnum Force, uh, and then he directed uh, Conan the Barbarian, and then he would go on to create uh, part one of the creators of HBO's Rome series, which I adore. Uh, I think it's absolutely one of the best miniseries ever produced. It's fantastic. Um, it's actually better than some of those like uh, you know documentary documentary um, Rome. Uh, there's some there's some Rome documentary stuff on Netflix. I was really excited about until I watched it, and they so got it wrong. Whereas this dramatized version actually gets it is more accurate than the ones that are actually considered documentaries. It's kind of sad. Hmm. Um, and then Kevin uh, Kevin Reynolds we spoke of before because he is a director of such films as Prince of Thieves and Waterworld and a dear friend of Kevin Costner. And they got into a big fight, I think, on was it Waterworld? And then they finally reunited recently when they did that uh, uh, Hatfields and McCoys miniseries. Um, but when Reynolds was writing the script, it was an anti-war movie. Uh, it was like very dark and it, it was supposed to be – it was basically the movie that you saw but without that sense of rah-rah. It was more impending doom and sadness that comes with you know, your country being invaded by you know, an invading army. Uh, and, but, so they took it to MGM and MGM, the execs, passed it around and like – no, let's make it a uh, pro-war, pro-America, take down the Soviets and take this out, take this out, take this out and make it rah-rah, uh, Rocky Four. And they did. Yeah, fuck <laughs> so it. Was, and they did. They're like, oh, fuck it. Let's and, make a movie. And then they <laughs> remade it. Yeah, they did. Did you see it? No. I didn't. It was one of those things like I don't want – same reason. I didn't see the uh, – uh, what the hell is it? But then they kind of make it the North pop Co- back into my head. The North Koreans. Yes. Well, originally they made it. It was in the original script. It was China as people's Republic and of then, China. And then they realized that wait, China's like our new biggest market. Right. If, if you want this movie to to make money, we need it to yes. play in China. So let's let's make it people that don't have movie theaters. Right. So they went and did that. Um, I I mean. As a kid, though, who wanted to just watch a, a, a dumb action film, which it wasn't. It was a good action film. Uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, and But violent as hell. I didn't, I didn't realize this. Uh, I found this interesting stat somewhere. Where is it? Uh, it's considered the most violent film of its time. Uh, 34 acts of violence per hour. That's 2.23 acts of violence per minute. Jeez. That's awesome. It wasn't changed to North Korea, by the way, the 2012 Red Dawn. It wasn't changed to North Korea until post-production. That would have drove me really? crazy. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, so they shot this whole movie, and you know, there's it was, probably wasn't even an exec. It was probably the guy that like cleans the trash <laughs> at night while they're editing. He's like, uh, "You guys know China is gonna want to, you know, no one in China is gonna watch this movie, right?" Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh shit, yeah, wow." I wonder how much they spent just making little tweaks there. So it looks like changing the antagonist from China Chinese to North Korea reportedly cost less than one million. They mm. changed an opening sequence summarizing the backstory. Chinese re-opposition after the U.S. defaults on loans turned into a North Korean invasion. <clears throat> uh, re-edited two scenes and used digital technology to change Chinese symbols and dialogue to Korean. Huh. So yeah, the dialogue's just ADR yeah. and... I mean, it doesn't nowadays. It doesn't take that much really to uh, uh, tweak anything, and you know, the visuals. It probably costs more to do the ADR because they probably had to get more more uh, studio time. Yeah, right. Um, and it was also the first released uh, PG thirteen movie. Yeah, oh, after because of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, right? Yep, that's yep. what caused it. People are like, oh my god. There's a heart in his hand. It was it's actually so violent. It was actually a a better thing for R-rated movies at PG-13. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, they would have started making more R. And I'm, you know, parents aren't going to take their kids. You know, at least some parents aren't going to take their kids to an R-rated movie. What was the last Action Hero rated? Was that PG-13 or R? I think G. <laughs> I just remember my mom pulling me out of it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and speaking of studio too, they actually they added the studio insisted and added the epilogue in. So the movie, I guess, originally ended with uh, Patrick Swayze and um, the hell Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, thank you. Um, uh, you know, dying on the bench. Uh, and then, but then they added, or I don't know if they died on the bench, or then it's Leah Thompson, like you know, escaping, uh, whichever. But the end scene where like there's like the monument to them, like mm-hmm. to the the Wolverines, and they the, like the line that uh, these children fought and died here defending the country, so that this like great nation can continue to stand. Blah 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 with right. an American flag there. To basically say, like, look, after all this, they they did win the war. Um, I guess it, it was Millie's initial, you know, plan was that one either we don't know, mm-hmm. or that we didn't win the war because it is really grim, you know, at the time. Like the country's been nuked on the coasts and they're basically surrounded, and this was all part of a plan. F- you know, uh, this was supposed to be an outpost for the invading forces coming up from Mexico and from Canada to then, you know, attack the center of the country. Um, but, yeah, they added that at the end to make it, you know, that we won in the end. Because, I mean, 1984, I don't think you can make a movie in the U.S. and have the Soviets wipe you out. No, no. Would have been a bad – I get it. It probably would have been a bad move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yes, it's just too it's too big. Like that's, and so is Russia. There's no way either country could have invaded the other country. No. No. Um you lose in the middle. That's just like what this ha- happened here. Uh the Mongols did it. Yeah, I don't think but they, Red Horde or Golden Horde. Golden Horde. 
Yeah. Golden Horde. It's before the it's age done. of information, though. True, but that army probably would have... It's 1984. Uh, a carrier pigeon's going to fly faster than anything they got. No, like television and newspaper and radio, they're still... You cut the lines. You take right. out the power plants. Yeah, but... You got things strategically here. It's true. Uh, it was also Charlie Sheen's uh, feature film debut. Oh, I thought his first film was playing the druggie in Fast Times. <clears throat> I I think this is like a major. That wasn't like a. Wait, when was that? That was eighty two. Eighty two? No. I'm just regurgitating what I saw on the internet. So it was probably his first starring role. Yeah, I think that's what it meant. Okay. I just uh, convoluted into something else. <laughs> that's a real word. Um, and it also has Harry Dean Stanton in it, which we all love. And Powers Booth, uh, played a, uh, downed, uh, Air Force pilot. He was awesome. Oh, and it's one of those movies too, where just everyone dies. You know, it's, uh, yeah, for, even for a PG-13 movie, I don't know. If th this wouldn't be PG-13 now. If, like that exact same movie would, this, this would be R by today's standards. Don't you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Don't really say, they really just give fucking nudity anymore. That's what makes it R. Mm, good point. Yeah, you could pretty much like kill as I mean, many people. Yeah, as this, you want. that's fair. This kind of violence. Fuck, pun it. It'd what am I PG. saying? <laughs> Go on Netflix. I just watched right. an entire season of gratuitous violence uh, for the last time. Um. What you looking up? I'm just setting up my next thing. It's nothing oh. like this one. Yeah. All right. Well, we we can move on. I would would have been nice though if they would have had your coat on set, your fancy Star Wars coat, because uh, they said it was absolutely freezing there. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, they, in 1983, they were filming Return of the Jedi, or now Empire Strikes Back. When were they filming Empire Strikes Back? That would have been 79. It would have been filming Empire. Yeah, and it came out 80. So, um, yeah. If you could go to YouTube.com, search The Rad Years, you could find my unboxing of the limited edition Columbia crew jacket from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you got to scroll through all those videos, folks. But you'll yeah. find it. <laughs> I uh, I wear it, too, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah. It is fucking fancy. i got to admit. Oh, God, I love it. It's very warm. It's nice. Yeah. Um, all right. I wrote a couple lines. I didn't want to, want to forget when I'm talking about my first pick of the night. And, uh, okay, I preface it with, yes, I've talked a lot about this before, but I can't talk 1984 without talking about this. It's a major disgrace. Forget MIT or Stanford now. They wouldn't touch us with a 10-meter cattle prod. You're always so concerned about your reputation. Einstein did his best stuff when he was working as a patent clerk. You know how much a patent clerk earns? No. Personally, I like the university. They gave us money and facilities. We didn't have to produce anything. You've never been out of college. You don't know what it's like out there. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. For whatever reasons, Ray, call it fate, call it luck, call it karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that we were destined to get thrown out of this dump. For what purpose? 
to go into business for ourselves. Oh, such a great scene. Yeah. They all are, though. The movie's fantastic. Yes. Fuck yeah. And, and, <clears throat> um, it came out in 1984. So, again, I told the story before. 1986 would be two years later. I was four years old instead of two. <clears throat> and I was a big fan of uh, Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And we were at my grandma's and my aunt, my dad's brother, who my aunt, if you're uh, a fan of uh, LBGTQ uh, fiction, she hosts a podcast called Les Talk About Books, Baby. That's a clever title. It's a good pun. So check her out. She's on uh, iTunes and um, Podbean and wherever, wherever you listen to podcasts. And well, she she was uh, we were on the couch and my mom was I was talking about real Ghostbusters and she's like, "Oh, have you seen the movie?" And I'm like, whoa, 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 "What?" <laughs> and I told the story, but she's like, "Yeah, there's a marshmallow, man, Stay Puft marshmallow man at the end of it." I'm I'm looking at my mom with like anger in my eye, and I remember this <laughs> moment like it was yesterday. Like there's like a like a handful of moments you have from your youth that you remember. Pretty vividly. vividly. Yeah. Either vividly or you've just created them to uh, created a fiction in your head. No, I, I remember this vividly because I remember okay. like the fabric on the couch. Mm -hmm. It's that weird. And I just remember like, I think my aunt was wearing a red sweater too. I remember looking up at my mom. I was like kind of sitting on her leg. I was a tiny boy. And I'm mm -hmm. looking back like, are you kidding me? There's a movie. We we I think we rented it like that next weekend or so. It was it like a sense of like a look of just like distrust and disgust and like right you turned on why me. you you kept this from me right. So Toy Fair. What do you mean he's not my real dad? Yeah. Like you that oh. you would have had a, a less than come, negative reaction to that. Come on, you've met my dad. You know. Oh my God, he's absolutely your dad. Yeah, there's there's no one else who could be my dad, but my dad. Uh, when I, I lived through my whole life, when people are going, you look just like your father. Thanks. Yeah, he's handsome. Uh, Strapping fellow. So, so uh, New York Toy Fair was this past weekend, Squeezer, and tons of Ghostbuster stuff came out. Yeah, I feel like we blew that. I feel like that's something we should have gone to. You know, um, we probably could have get credentials, but it's just like it's really. They they kind of want more YouTube content. It's not more. They want more content covering them than than they care about followers and like subscribers. Hmm. So I think maybe next year we could get in on the toy fair. Yeah, because by then we'll have a ton of YouTube material up there. <laughs> it's not dumb. Well, you know, I got that new camera, so that thing is fancy. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I was playing with it tonight and today. I, I like the fact that it takes jobs away from me. About like you could program it to go to where it needs to be. It yes. Somebody, I still had to program it, squeeze. Yeah. You still have to program it. <laughs> that that's you have you have a five man crew in the size of a Pez dispenser. Yeah, it is that tiny. It's the DJI Osmo Pocket. It's uh if you're thinking of buying a um, GoPro, like Hero, that's like don't <laughs> take it from people who are in this industry. Get the Osmo Pocket Mini, and get like the, a camera just as good as a GoPro, but on a gimbal. Unless you're like 
And they make even a waterproof housing for it. Yeah, there's no... uh, unless unless you're looking to hire a crew and you have uh, money available for rental fees, uh, in which you can email squeezer at radyears.com right. um, for rates. <laughs> and if you find Squeezer in an episode of Forensic Files, email rk at radyears.com. But uh, so tons of stuff came out. Um, new Funko Pops in years. It's been years since they did So the new sculpts. And new punk Funko Pops, Pez dispensers, uh, all sorts of blind blind bag minis. I'm just gonna go broke buying all this shit. Shit. Um, what well, I can I can help you out. We'll just we'll blow out that wall in your office and just build out to you, the street. You should really you should really go b- back to your glass one so that it's more of a museum setting. <laughs> uh, they're like they're like a, a, a like a just a living window display. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so th- there's that, and then there's uh, there's um, loyal subjects. They make those blind boxes. I have a couple of Masters of the Universes in my office. Mm-hmm. They're making blind boxes of uh, um, Ghostbusters, so I'm going to need to buy all those. Uh, yeah, there's just all there's, oh, God. Yeah. I got a lot to uh, – uh, there's also uh, the Playmobiles putting out um, – Playmobiles putting out the uh, new Ecto-1A. So hmm. I got to get – I have a few of those Playmobil. Um, Zach Ryder thinks he's got the biggest Ghostbusters collection. I think I might have him beat. Million Dollar Broski. That sounds like a challenge. Take it as, take it as you will. Take it as I you never will. understood Playmobil though, but – I never did too until they came out with Ghostbuster stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I have to have it all. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty big Ghostbusters collection. A lot of cool stuff, but also um, Kenner's coming back. They're re-releasing versions of the Kenner original Star Wars action figures, and um, what else? Uh, the new latest line of uh, Mattel um, retro that look like the Hasbro action figures. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Um, if you follow, follow Pixel Dan on Twitter, he's got tons of good coverage of all the cool shit that's coming out. Toy Fair. If you're a man child like me is, so all I want is that Firehouse Lego set. <laughs> all four thousand six hundred thirty-four pieces of it. Yeah, that gives me nightmares. So yeah, nineteen eighty-four. The probably one of the 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 movie that I'm in, like into the biggest fandom for came out and um, graced itself uh, on all of, our, <coughs> all of us. And, and this year it was announced we're getting a third movie finally. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I've never – I don't think I've actually been like this excited for yeah, a film for a movie, sometime. Yeah. Like for a franchise to come return. Like I, w- I was excited for Jurassic World. I, I really was – but it was just – it wasn't. I knew it wasn't gonna be Jurassic Park. Like you can't, you can't go back to that. There's something special about that one film. I think this might be in the vein of those movies as a soft reboot, just like they did Jurassic World, just mm-hmm. like they did. Um, fuck, what uh, what am I thinking? Yeah, just like they did the the uh, Force Awakens was kind of a soft reboot of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but what makes me most excited about it was. Um, 
the behind the scenes stuff that he leaked. Um, just just the work that they did that Ghostbusters logo, that glowing green logo at the end of the trailer, was all done in practicals. Yeah, I know. The fact and it that... was done on purpose, and that was released on purpose because he, I guess, uh, Jason Reitman uh, listened to Squeezer. And he heard my concerns, and he goes, "You know what? I'm, I'm that sure he, fat kid's right. I'm sure he heard and, my pitch, uh, Squeeze. Maybe he did. That was in my pitch. I said all practical effects. If you go back into the Radiers archives, you could listen to we pitched sequels that never have happened that we think should. One of my sequels was Ghostbusters three, and we both said they gotta go back to practicals, no uh, special effects. Yeah." And I ha- I pitched a uh, movie of Mark Trail done by the Coen Brothers. <laughs> I think you know what got less likes on Instagram than Mark Trail. What's that? Tin Cup. Yeah! Wow. Um, it was that like, kind of hurt. That kind of even that hurt my feelings. I'm glad that came out because that hurt my feelings more than um, Iraq uh, uh, telling me I was wrong about. Uh, replacing the uh video store with a record store he, he told me I, I i agree people you know can have opinions but to tell me i'm wrong what he I mean, said and, and, and i missed his he mom. just said i was wrong and that he believes it could be a record store that hurt my feelings oh about what did you say what, what are we talking about we were arguing about if we re if you redid clerks what would replace the the video store and you said record store and i i just didn't think that that would work in the same vein but he disagreed. He agrees with you. Oh, well, thank you, Iraq. Yes. No, he hurt my feelings. How did feelings. I miss a he comment said I was wrong. that helped? That's the worst thing I've ever read on the internet. That was very hurtful. <laughs> well, I think it's the best thing I've ever read on the internet, so agree to disagree. Mm. I haven't read it. I've re- I have not read it yet. Read it yet? It was down in the comments. But, no, I'm, I'm asking for your help on how to say this. Do, oh. I have not read it yet, right, part. Right. Reddit's a website. Yeah, I've not read read it. Read it. it? <laughs> is read it, it? Yes. Read it. it I've is... not read it yet. It's acceptable. Okay. Uh, I got to read it. it. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, we had the, we had a lot of good comments and, uh, but uh, not, tin cup? not, no, not, not so much. I, so I thought after I posted a picture of um, uh, Kurt and Goldie from overboard, a promo pic to announce the podcast and it started off really slow. I'm like, ah, oh, this is gonna be one of those. Every picture I post is like blah. Mm-hmm. It's up to like over a thousand likes, which is <laughs> well, rare. Well, maybe maybe ten cups just a slow starter, and it's gonna be up there too. True. And then and then I put a couple of other, sh- and then we got our new normal like two fifty three hundred like for like the low end likes, and then ten cups <laughs> was at like sixty when I last. We just it. hang on. I'm checking. I think we are down to three hundred and forty-six followers. <laughs> what? Everyone left. So what? Ha- I'm gonna. I'm going to t- check now because I need to know. What has less likes? Tim Cup. Tim Cup sits at seventy-six. Oof. I'm gonna scroll back to Mark Trail. It it has three comments, but two of those comments are Happy Gilmore's better. <laughs> right, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I don't get that. Like. <laughs> Happy Gilmore, we weren't saying, is not better than Tim Cup. No, but it's a golf movie. That's Right. Okay. I I, I accept those comments. Can I? All right, hang on. Where's Mark Trail? When was that? Oh, here it is. Here it is. 
Mark Trail is 35. But we are well, that that's on uh, that's on Mark Trail. Right. No, it totally is. Just like not, it's on, not, uh, not on my re- believe me, if the Cohen brothers did No, just like Tin Cup's not on you, Squeeze. And th- yeah, this isn't on your your reboot. Like this is on the fact that I posted a Mark Trail cartoon and no one likes it at all. Thirty five people out of our thirteen point eight, we're almost at fourteen thousand followers. And I, but I like that one, right? So think about it. Minus two. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Me and you liked it, so it's thirty. Also, you could also argue that Tin Cup only has seventy four because who's but it's got four comments now, so. Uh, Mark Trail has zero. I think this is like the the best thing I ever posted. But this, I don't know what 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 people didn't give a shit about our uh, our reboots, um, because uh, I pitched the Motu one got two thirty three, and then like the Ghostbusters three picture got like one hundred seventy five. Yeah. Well, it was also that was back in the day, and well, also you know people might not have realized what we we're trying to pull there. So yeah, it's true. A lot of our I would followers... like to do it again because. That was a lot of fun, and it got me to. I got to talk about Landstalker and Brave Star again. Yeah, this was just May of this past year. Well, that's coming up on a year. We'll do another. It's not one. far away. Three months. We'll wait. We'll give it a year. Thirty-five people like Mark Trell. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you guys can go back and oddly, and you know, a couple of those people are ones that just click like on everything that they see. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys go back and can get this Mark Trail post from May eighth, two thousand eighteen, to over a thousand, I'll pick <laughs> ten of you and send you a vintage out bumper sticker. That's ten. I like those odds. Yeah, but you gotta get you gotta get the Mark Trail post over a thousand likes. Just a so squeezer feels better about himself. Tin cup though, you can leave it at seventy six. There's always a chance that it might uh, it might rebound. Why am I watching, looking at it right now? Like I'm expecting it to pick yeah. up as we're talking right. about it, we just, but we're not live. So <laughs> we just said it, people. Come on. I'm, I'm so sad right now. I just realized what I did. The Mark Trail. Oh, it's great. No, um, but the, even the Tin Cup one. I just looked at it. I'm like, oh, maybe people hear us talk about it, and they liked it. Oh, you really did that? It's recording. I'm fl- I'm warm. I'm hot. So, so hot. You're adorable. Burning flames. You're adorable. All right, let's um let's move on to your first pick. Second. Second. That's right. I'm sorry. That was my first pick. We're yeah. moving along here, folks. We're we're, we're moving. We're at the Rad Years podcast. We move at a, a brisk pace. Sony revolutionized music with a compact disc player. Now, of course, the competition is joining the revolution. But Sony is starting another one. Introducing the car compact disc player. And for those who don't drive, Sony introduces the portable compact disc player. For innovations in music, do what the competition does. Follow the leader. That's a great commercial. Yeah. Uh, it's a great spot. To, did you... Um, so originally it has like uh, 
the Sony guy and the competitor guy both holding like the systems, and then the Sony guy comes back with a whole dashboard with the CD player built into it, and then he carrying all that. Then he comes back with on roller skates with an actual discman. You know, talking about the movement. Just to, it wasn't that portable. However, um, this was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, released in '84, and it didn't have an onboard power supply. In any sense of the term, no, no way to put a battery in it. Right. It didn't have a built-in battery. You had to plug a power source into it to power it. So it'd have to be basically hardwired into a wall, or you can get the what is this called? The EPB nine C battery pack. EPB nine C battery pack. Um. I couldn't. There aren't any clear pictures I found of it. There is some with it already attached, um, or with it in the bag with the shoulder strap, um, which is always a good sign. But this was a nine volt power supply that ran off of six C batteries. Oh my God! This <laughs> this thing looked like it was bigger than a VHS player. It was at some, at one point. Yes, um, by modern standards, yes. Um, however, it was still a portable CD player. I mean, at the time, this is high-tech shit. Um, and w- what I also realized was, and um, and Sony realized it too, and that's why they, they built it with the outputs um, that you can, you can wire into a home system, because at $350, this was not cheap. At the same time, it's still half the price of their main home unit, uh, the... 10 the CDP 101 the uh, CD player 101 which was like 700 bucks and enormous and actually seen in this commercial the guy's holding it um so people could I'm, you I'm know, sorry I got to interrupt what? I'm laughing cuz I just got the alert that you trolled those people <laughs> on Instagram by saying the postman is better <laughs> it trolled my own post you trolled your own post um <laughs> congratulations that's a thanks. good troll i'm yeah. proud of myself i don't post much but when i do i make a count um summer's coming folks i'll find more animals and bugs eating themselves and then i'll just try to get myself on uh some vicious animal page um so yeah what what sony figured was at this kind of price range this is something that people might buy and not even use as a discman like you and I would think as portable because there's no anti-skip or anything on this. I mean, you had to walk on eggshells while listening to a CD. Um, and at the same time, not hurt your back carrying around six C batteries, but that this would just sit on the entertainment center with your stereo wired in. And this was your home stereo system as well. Uh, that, that was their, their thought. So they, they, they knew they didn't want to close themselves off to a market. If they're going to sell this, Let's sell it to everyone that could have a CD player. Um, and at the time, CDs were two plus years into being mass produced, and mm-hmm. so they're starting to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't get my first CD player shit. I was, I think we talked about this. It was, uh, when did Lake Placid come out? No, it had to have been before that. I could tell you what year I got mine. It might have been 94. Five, I think I finally got my I first got mine. Ninety five or ninety six. Might have got mine years before mine. When did 
Pizza Hut released stuffed crust pizza. Night, uh, May 20, March 26, 1995. Yeah, man. So I had a seizure in March or April of 95. First of a few. I had really bad migraines. I had it's puberty. The, is it the stuffed crust pizza? Yeah. I was eating at the time when I had my first one. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was right after. It was those commercials with Dennis Rodman and David Robinson. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I had mine and mine was 95. My dad bought me and my brother, uh, for, I don't know why, even why I, I got the flu from being in the hospital and I was out of mm. school for like a week from the flu and not even having a seizure. Well, this is a downer of a story. I'm fine now. Oh, oh, good. Brain still works. Um, well, Kinda. yeah. To an extent, it's fine. <laughs> I, could, um, I could count years from the 80s. <laughs> uh, here's what I find most impressive about all this. So we kind of take it for granted, like the size of this technology. But at the time, it like it's amazing that they came up with this when they did. Because only two years earlier, that uh, CDP-101 that I was talking about, like the original Sony home CD player which is like the size of like a Betamax. Yeah. Um, that only came out two years earlier in 82. And that was like the first big commercial CD player. And within two years, they took that. And I mean, this could have been in development a little earlier, but not that much earlier because you had to develop this one, the 101 first. They developed the 101 and Sony goes, all right, take that and make it this big and the idea was it would be as big as a stack i think of three cd jewel cases Mm -hmm. so for inspiration they took a block of wood like a a five and a half inch you know by five and a half inch block of wood maybe you know three quarters of an inch high and handed around this block of wood and you go take this this betamax and cram it into this block of wood and in two years, they did it. And yeah, it looks like a block of wood, too. It, 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 I'll tell you what. It might look like a block of wood, but do this. Google Sony D50 red. Dude, uh, oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Sony. What else? D fi- D-50. D-50. Red. R-E-A-D? R-E-D, like the color, red. Yeah. Okay. Google image at. Yeah, I think it's pretty sick. That thing is sexy. Yeah. The the black was like the standard one, but that red, when they released that red, I... Yeah, I looked up, when I first looked up first Sony Discman, when you told me you were doing it, I lo- I saw the, the black one, but then the red one's nice. How'd yeah, you know there was th- a red this one red one, red? like if this red one were released now, this candy apple red, I like... Mm, I want to take it home with me. Which I think I actually, I got to dig around. I actually might have one of these lying around that I got out of my grandfather's basement when we cleaned this place out. Um, before he moved, I, we cleaned out the basement. I took a bunch of old cameras. Um, I might have the Sony, I might have a, a D50 or a D5, depending on what region you're in, <coughs> uh, lying around here. Because he, he was a Sony rep, so he was a sales rep. So he went around yeah, right, yeah, and like, yeah. hawked product. Um, and I, I kept a bunch of old weird stuff and gadgets and shit that he had. And this might have been one of them. So 
I got to find it. But yeah, I mean, 1984, this, I mean, now, shit. Now you just kind of take it for granted. You know, music just comes from anywhere. Yeah, from like the sky. Yeah. I pay, I pay Apple and they let me listen to every song. I accidentally uh, signed up for Amazon, you know. Yes, you accidentally did it. Yeah. Well, I know my kid did. Yeah, I know. You told me that. You, didn't even, that you don't even terrible. have to say, like, sign me up. It just, she mumbled some words, and it's like, all right, you'll get a bill in a month. <laughs> Fucking Alexa. Uh, I unplug that thing every second I get. Scares the hell out of me. Even though I know my phone is listening to me anyway. And I do a pod, I record my voice and send it out for people to listen to as well. So what's the point? Right. Yeah. And Alexa can hear you in anyone's house that's yeah. listening to us. I know. Cause I'm I walk around all day. I just, you know, mumbling my social security number repeatedly and routing <laughs> number. That's the problem. I got to stop doing that. But yeah. cause I, I used to all the time. That's fine. Cause I was alone. Yeah. But you know, now, now you got to watch. I, it's bullshit. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I guess it's safe to go to my next pick. Sends his love and thank you and thank you for all the wonderful support. If you ever get in the contest, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, it's how good you look. It's the best first annual music video awards I've ever been at. This has been a wacky night, hasn't it? So the VMA squeezer, uh, 1984. Oh, may I apologize? Can I break in here? Okay. May I break the fourth wall, to be honest with you? Uh, I have one, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fifth one, then. Uh, we uh, took a little break there. Uh, you know, it's a long show. Someone had to go. And I did do it. But I also, what did I say that I was going, I had a, what's that? I didn't say anything. Oh, I had a, a Sony D5 or D50 Discman lying around that I had to dig out somewhere. Uh-huh. Didn't take long. I found it. Oh, no way. Yep. Is that what you're sending me a picture of? Yeah, I'm sending you right now. I, I also found a bottle of whiskey next to it, so. Oh, shit. Look at this. Hang on. I'm going to send you another picture. Oh, wow. Oh, you poured yourself a highball. What disc was in it? Uh, no disc. No. I don't think so. How did I even open this thing? Oh, November 1984. Nope, no disc. Wow, this thing is cool. That's probably worth some money. I bet. I, I, mean, it's real, I mean, all his stuff that he kept was in really good shape. I mean, bucks. this thing is near pristine. Hold on, what's it called? Sony, what's the model number? 
Uh, hang on, I'll send you the back of that too. Yeah, it's got a line out on it, as well as well as a headphone jack, so that you could plug the line out directly into your stereo system. Yeah, it's got a certification. Product complies with DHHS rules. Looks Manufactured. Like, uh, looks like working Japan. ones go for about 125 bucks. Nice. And um, like parts only ones are going for like 65 bucks. So. Yeah, it it's worth more to me than the. Yeah, just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool piece, and the fact that it, you know it was his. I don't know if he ever. I honestly, I don't know if he actually owned a CD. Because mm-hmm. he 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 was weird, not weird in in, in any way, but we uh. He was a very much a uh, customize it your own way kind of guy, and by the time CD burners and computers came around for him to do that stuff, it was, uh, you know, kind of past his tech prime days. Um, so like for him, it was all now. about tape. So you know, he he would record all his own shit and you know edit stuff, do all kinds of old school trickery and cutting and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't even know if he actually had a CD to put in this, to be honest with you. So, but yeah, I'll, 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 uh, send you a cleaner one if, uh, you want to post that yeah. on, uh, it's funny. Uh, tape isn't even, um, dead. It's kind of making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. CDs are dying and they make more money at streaming and vinyl now. Yeah. Well, vinyl does have that kind of place because of, you know, Idiots like me. Yeah. Well, it's like you and the audio files, and you know you and all those audio files that you 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 ramble on about how the smooth sound and it's uh, it's so you know you're quoting Nicolas Cage from The Rock is all you're doing every time you do that. So I don't want to hear it anymore. But do you ever, it's from Nicolas Cage. Do you ever hear me do that? No. If you, if you quote Nicolas Cage, I know it's from Con Air. No, no, I caught him from The Rock. Yo, Bash, uh, losers always whine about the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla, what's the prom queen? Classic. I see. Stanley Goodspeed. Welcome to The Rock. How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, are we getting out of our... Did you get out of yourself? I'm going to lie. <laughs> Ah, oh, fantastic. Thank you. Anyway. Con air, con shit. That's from Dogma. Yeah. Just That was just for you. Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, we're talking right. VMAs, right? I apologize. I cut you off. <laughs> All right. So 1984, Squeezer, was the birth of something that has become probably shitty. I don't know. If you still watch it, I'm sorry. But I, uh, the Video Music Awards. And I bet people um, who are our age in 1984 thought this was a shitty idea back then. Uh, but, like, Madonna performed her hit, like you heard in that clip, Like a Virgin, wearing that, like, uh, wedding gown deal, lingerie deal with that boy toy belt she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, like, rolled around the floor revealing, like, her stockings and garter and... Damn. It was risque. It was like a virgin. Um, David Bowie, uh, 
the Beatles, uh, a couple people in the video Vanguard. It was, um, I don't know, it was, it was, uh, it was hosted by Dan Aykroyd, Ghostbuster, Bette Midler, and Eddie Murphy. Like, they, MTV knew what they were doing. Like, these other mm-hmm. reward shows, they can't figure out a host. Um, and it's become a pretty big thing now. Uh, every the statues, the astronaut on the moon, uh, which was one of the earliest representations of MTV, uh, they call it the Moon Man. And and for the time too, it was not just her performance was okay, just the idea. It, it felt more raw. It felt like you were watching something different and special from the same just droning. Uh, right, I was award actually shows. excited in 1996 when. Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight won best music video. I was, I was that invested in that music video. Yeah, you felt like it was an award show for you. Like, you no, know, the Oscars didn't give a shit right. what kind of movies you liked. I, and you I know, unless it's like sound design. Yeah. Well, they cut cinematographers out from the show this year. Did you see that? Yeah, and people like, um, well, I don't know. I think it's in the show, but it's during a commercial break. During a commercial break, yeah. Or is it out entirely? I mean, that's just a big middle finger to yeah, I mean, to uh, filmmaking in general. Yes, because that's what it is. Like, right. without that category, yeah, you I, don't have any of the others. And I always consider that a top category because a lot of the best from that go out to be best directors. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, um, you know... That's that's what the Oscars is. So that's and 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 Chance was pointed out to me today that we should have done like an Oscars readier show. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, that's I didn't even know till you idea. told me ten minutes ago that the Oscars were this weekend. Well, we can do it down the road. We just don't have to anything. Well, Oscars will be next year, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I told her I was like, we're never like not looking for ideas, so it's not a bad. It's not yeah. a bad thing. Uh, it's held every year at either in L.A. or in New York City or Radio City Music Hall. Um, I think they had in a couple other places. And uh, Wikipedia tells me that that statue is designed by Manhattan Design, also designers of the original MTV logo, based on a 1981 top-of-the-hour animation created by Fred Seibert, produced by Alan Goodman, and produced by Buzz Potoman of Buzzco Associates. The statue is now made by New York Farm Society Awards. Oh, they make the Grammy. I'm sorry, not the Grammy. Oh. The Emmy. I know because I have an Emmy from Society Awards. Oh, oh, I, nice for you. I have two Emmys. Must look, must look good. And, awards. Yeah. Look nice sitting there on your shelf. Yeah, they're downstairs. Hope you like it. Since the 2006 ceremony, viewers are able to vote for their favorite video. It's a strong sip you took there. Yep. <laughs> I, I, you know what award gets front billing? My 2018 Charles D. Saunders Dedication to Trauma Award from St. Luke's. Ah. That was that was sweet. That was that means more than those stupid Emmys. Yeah. Um. But that's not what we're in it for, right? We're in it for the the um the, the art. Yes, we're in it for the art, the art right? Right, yeah. That. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I just said there. I didn't mean that. I definitely didn't say paycheck. All right. Yeah, VMAs came out in 94. We like them. Your next pick. 84. 84. Yeah. 
it's a late night. It's, it's one in the morning. All right, here's Squeezer's next pick. This is Jeopardy. Now entering the studio are today's contestants. An advertising copywriter originally from Miami, Florida, Frank Sullivan. A freelance copywriter originally from Plainview, New York, Lois Feinstein. And an energy demonstrator from Waverly, Ohio, Greg Hopkins. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of all of us, welcome to America's favorite answer and question game, Jeopardy. You know how we play it. We provide the categories and the answers, and it's then up to our contestants to give us the right questions. The right questions. No, we don't know how to play it, Alex. This is the first episode. <laughs> give us a break. Oh, was that it? Well, kind of. I mean, look, I kind of cheated here. Jeopardy's been around since, like, the mid-60s. Oh, yeah? There was a couple of versions here and there. They... Um, well, I guess they did like 2,000 episodes from 64 to 75, but that doesn't count because that's a, it's not the same. It was a different show. Uh, and then it was syndicated for a while in the 70s, and then it was on NBC in the late 70s, and then 84, it finally relaunched, um, for syndication with host Alex Trebek and Johnny Gilbert announcing. If that name sounds familiar, that voice sounded familiar to you, and because you, you tuned into Jeopardy last week, it's because it's the same two guys that have been there since 1984. Wow. That's some... Alex Trebek has hosted every, all but one episode of Jeopardy. And that was in 1997, because he, for April Fools, he hosted Wheel of Fortune, and Pat Sajak hosted Jeopardy. Ah, <laughs> I watched it. Hilarity ensued. I bet. He basically said, uh, I'm here hosting Wheel of Fortune on April 1st, so you can guess why I'm here. Anyway, some fun things are going to happen today. Let's play Wheel of Fortune. What happens when I spin the wheel? Please answer in the form of a question. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, there is nothing more... I take no more pleasure in this than anything else, which is um, watching Jeopardy with Mrs. Squeezer, answering the questions correctly, and then staring at her with your very look like, at me now intensely, face. like looking for recognition, and her ignoring me with a certain sense of impending rage that she has to live with me. Because I mean, it's it's it, it's the the pinnacle of look at me, look at me, look at me. I get the that's same. What, that's what Jeopardy is. I get the same rage, but I'm not answering Jeopardy questions. I'm probably screwing them up. Um, it, it's a different kind of it's a different kind of smart. It's not the. It's nothing to do with being intelligent. It's uh, figuring out. Uh, one, I, my brain is just full of a bunch of useless facts. And two, I only shout out the answers when I absolutely know them. Otherwise, I just quietly watch. Or I say after the fact, I knew that. And act and like, goes, yeah. And sure act you like, did. Act yeah. like you didn't hear it. Oh, yes. I didn't hear that one. What was it? What was it? Oh, yep, yep. I'm like, oh, I thought they meant this. You know, you can understand the confusion there, you know. And she's like, no. just. I didn't, even, I didn't even play that game with Enchantress because we like it's known in the household that she's smarter than me. 
Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. She, she does a real job. I work in television, so. Yeah. An apology. Well, so, so do these people. Well, like one or two days a week yeah. for a couple hours. Yeah, because they shoot five episodes in a day. Yeah, they bang yeah, them out really quick. And syndication, man, that's how you do it, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you make your um, money. And I mean, that crew's been together. I was I was watching behind the scenes stuff and like, yeah. like, man, how do I get on this gig? Which is be in this business a long time right. and find your way in. Because right. this guy's the guy that directs it, been doing it for like 25 years. And he was an AD when the show started. There's certain uh, people who work in our business, in our company, uh, that really skirt on doing nothing because they've just been there so long. And that's that's it. You just you get in there and you. Yeah. It's a uh, – speaking of guys that – well, not not guys that don't do anything. This guy did everything. This guy created daytime you know, and syndicated TV. Uh, Merv Griffin, you know, mm-hmm. of course, came up with the concept. Uh, well, he didn't actually. He credits his wife. <clears throat> they were on the plane. He was trying to come up with like a quiz show, and she's like, well, why don't you just do it backwards? He's like, what do you mean? She's like, just at, give them the answer, and they have to ask the question. It's like, oh, okay. And that was Jeopardy. Hmm. You know, um... Like, you know how many people probably came up with the idea in their kitchen, but they weren't Merv Griffin, so... It didn't happen. I, I gotta see if I have it on here. I pitched with this production company, and it got to, like, some notables where a few networks were interested, but they decided to pass, which happened to me. It's oh. the story of my life. It was called The Age Gap. Well, let me see if I have a... I think I, I think I might have it on my old Gmail because I think I emailed it, too. But it was um, it was a game show I made. Someone was like, "Hey, we're looking for a game show. Can you come up with something to pitch?" And I was like, "All right." So I thought about it. Well, let me see. Uh, Gmail. Is this recently? No, this is a few years ago. I think now's the time. Throw it out there, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it on. Uh, Age gap. Um, my game show. <laughs> okay, here's here's the age gap. This was I pitched this in 2011. Holy shit! Eight years ago. Wow, that's just when I came back in the fold. So the age gap is a game show that pits one generation against another. Young people of the world always think they are more with. Quote, with it and culture than older generations. While the older generations think the youth of America is arrogant, ignorant, and lazy, this game show aims to settle the score. The age gap will have two contestants with at least a 15-year difference in age. For instance, a 20-year-old kid and a 35-year-old man or woman. There are three rounds of play. The first round is questions tailored toward the younger person with things that are relevant to their generation. The second round is questions tailored to the older person, questions someone of their age would find relevant. The third round are questions everyone should have to answer, like pi equals 3.14, capital cities, and trivia. Scoring for the age gap would work like this. In round one, if the younger person gets the answer, he gets one point. If the older person gets it two points. In round two, it's reversed. And round third round, all questions are worth three points. Hmm. Whoever has the points, most points at the end of the game moves on. In the age gap, if the first game pits a 40-year-old stockbroker against a 60-year-old college professor and the stockbroker wins, they would move on to next week where they would take on a 20-year-old liberal 
arts major. The winner moves on every week until they reach the million dollar episode. Week one, they win. Oh, and I have the whole. And, and can you close the age gap and win a million dollars? So it's like it's like reaching to the tenth week and winning a million dollars. So every ten weeks, it resets. Mm-hmm. That's uh, this. This is a game show I pitched in two thousand of uh, December fifth, two thousand eleven. So basically, two thousand. You should go for that. Do you, Try again. Do you like it? I do. I mean, that that would be huge right now. Yeah, that's that's a copyright RK of the Rad Years and Lost Wall Man. Media right there. I had uh, Wednesday, February something or other. No, but go ahead and try and get it made because I have it copyrighted. Like I have the legal. Oh yeah, you do all the work, and then they'll just sue you. You're right. I'll just you go do all the work. I'll just sue you. Oh, can I can I get a an additional creator credit? So you need someone that's timeless uh, to host it. Yes. You need John Stamos. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes sense. Now add squeeze around to that, so you could get a piece of that pie when we see. So so listen. If you love this idea, get it made, please. Don't you dare make this show, yeah, folks. Don't, don't, I mean, yeah, you're right. Don't make this show. I don't want to have to sue you. I'm going to make... Please do all the work so I can sue you. And do just not get, get it syndicated and do not get multiple international spinoffs. Right. I'm not going to sue you for to shut the show down. I'm just going to sue you so I can get paid to do nothing. Yeah. And then we can do, like, you know, YouTube content. So if that's what you if you want more YouTube content, right? Create, create a TV show. That we can let us for. sue you, and then we'll have time to do that. Right. Look at that. The Age Gap by RK. I like it. That's a, that was a true pitch. That went to some major networks. I think you give it a shot again. Yeah, there we go. TV sucks right now, so they'll take anything they can In get. Two thousand eleven. What, and I don't know. They were hot for game shows back then, and they passed on it. I had a show. I made yeah, a show. but now the whole nostalgia thing is kicking in. I mean, people listen to us ramble on. Right. I had a show called Junk Store Queen. Remember that pilot? I do remember that pilot. And I got to Bravo, and the fact that it was it was between that and another show they were going to pick up for their season. And uh, Andy Cohen, who hosts the show on there, he was the president of Bravo. He was the one who... Re- like, contacted me and was like hey we love it we love it we love it but we don't we're gonna pass <laughs> like we just don't feel like it fits the affluency of bravo right now and then they kind of put out a show that was just like it and that's kind of how like reality tv is back then i was watching bravo because for some reason they had reruns of the west wing on oh really yeah it was they, i mean you can only find so much to fill your airwaves with oh uh, sure uh, so but, yeah, Jeopardy just, uh, I mean, fuck it, it, it's a very special, I look forward to it. I do. And it's one of those rare shows where I actually, cause you can just put it on and it's timeless. Everyone, everyone knows Jeopardy. Everyone knows who Alex Trebek is. Everyone pops in for a little bit here and there and watches it. And everyone feels a little bit smarter just because they watched a game show. Yeah. Right. Hell, it won a Peabody award. It got 33 daytime Emmys. Right, and uh, yeah. Gritty was just an answer on it. Oh, was he really? Yeah, what a good, he's a good guy. He is. Gritty's... I gave him. A, I, 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 I. Not gonna lie, I was a hater on Gritty at start at the start. What? But he was always yeah. a friend of ours before he even. 
No, no, but I, I understand that. His but handler I, was a f- uh, it, the handler the, the of another friend, friend of ours. Yeah, Melvin. Yeah. Um, but we were uh, up. We were up in one of those, uh, one of those frozen northern New York, upstate New York c- cities with him. Yeah, at some really bad karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. He had game though. He no apparently no, he didn't. Oh, no. Apparently he didn't. <laughs> Oh, it was from the watch, though. It was pre-gritty, though, so... That's true. Now, I, now he's... I bet if he would have been able to drop gritty on her, he probably mm-hmm. would have at least gotten her to call the police. And that's something. Yeah. that That's a party. That's a party. Um, but fa- people, don't worry. Uh, you have at least through 2022 uh, if you want to catch an episode of Jeopardy with Alex Trebek hosting because he renewed his contract. He will be 82 at the time. Good God. Yep. And he says, I'll keep doing it as long as he feels like he's not screwing up too much. Yeah, that's, I mean, fuck it. Why not, right? Yeah. Yeah, they post that show, so. Yeah. We post our show. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> I can't, I can't count years in the 80s. Oh, this show. I thought, I thought you meant other shows. No, no, no. no not the You let that guy hang out to dry. Oh, yeah. Well, you can only, you can, you can only polish it so much. Yeah. All right. Here's my next pick um here you go now you can compete in the olympics too play mcdonald's when the u.s wins you win olympic games and win up to ten thousand dollars instantly or keep your cards and when the u.s wins your event you win a big mac regular fries or a coca-cola so go to mcdonald's and get your game cards today because when the u.s wins you win Oh, out of everybody who lost big in the 1984 <laughs> Los Angeles games, I think no one more than McDonald's who had to pull out of it. Whoops. Because they gave away. So this, you might. What's a bigger blunder, this or the guy stealing the Monopoly cards? I think this is bigger. Yeah, because that was just theft. Yeah. This was... Uh... So, um, you might remember this. Here, I'm going to play this for you right now. Part of our Krusty Burger Olympic sweepstakes. Just scratch off the name of the Olympic event on your game card, and if America wins a gold medal, you win a free Krusty Burger. <laughs> Swallowed some of the juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be tasting that for weeks. Great spot, Casey. Put a sock in it, Preppy. How much are these free burgers gonna cost me? Not to worry, Mr. K. We rigged the cards. They're all in events that communists never lose. I like, I like. This just came over the wires, Big K. Uh-huh. Soviet boycott. US unopposed in most events. How does this affect our giveaway? Let's see. You personally stand to lose $44 million. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was brilliant on your part. You don't have to actually give any background as to what went down. Right. You people are pigs. (laughs) (laughs) I personally am going to spit in every 50th burger. I like those. uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
Homer likes those odds. So yeah, um, it was parried on. That was uh, I think I uh, and Maggie makes three. I think so. It was one of the flash. The flashback episodes are my favorite, and it was the 1984 Olympics, uh, and and Krusty Burger was sponsor. Mm-hmm. But uh, McDonald's sponsored something very similar. I, I you're right. I was brilliant. I just had Simpsons explain the whole thing. They had a they had a promotion where that you scratch off a card, and it had an event. And if uh, a U.S. wins the gold, you get a Big Mac. If they win the silver, you get a fry. And if you they win the bronze, you get a a, a soft drink or a Coke. And um, America like kicked its ass. They uh, so. They s- secured 94 medals in the 1976 Olympics, 34 being gold. They ended up scoring a, scoring a whopping 174 <laughs> medals in 1984, 83 being gold. Almost as many golds in 84 as they did medals completely in 76. Oh, wow. 83, 61. Oh, my God. So a lot of people were treated to free food. A 1984 New York Times article noted that some McDonald's 6,600 domestic outlets reportedly run short of Big Macs because they were giving out so many free Big Macs. Uh, A user on a a fan forum site, KC97Horn, claimed the promotion had actually helped sustain his family for a stretch of time when they were nearly penniless. He said the promotion was endless feedback of disaster for McDonald's. We exasperated the problem for McDonald's was once the Olympics started, the people started redeeming their prizes. Each order got you another game piece. So you could literally walk up with a free Coke coupon, cash it in, get a new game card of an event that just finished yesterday where the U.S. won a gold and silver, you could turn that card into a new food immediately. Plus, you got two new cards to play with. If you got U.S. men's track and field and swimming, you were almost guaranteed a free Big Mac and French fry. You could actually use three coupons, get three items, and walk out with an entire meal for free. McDonald's invented perpetual motion. They kind of did there. Uh, he said he ended up collecting tons of winning ticket, tons of winning tickets. And when his family was relocated for his dad's new position with the army, and when the army had ran into some logistical issues and left the family stranded and out of cash for weeks, the user's family relied on the tickets for food. That's pretty crazy. Wow. So financially, McDonald's had taken a pretty big hit, um, but their reputation was a little more... uh, damaged, and they, they know from articles I read that like Lisa's first word, it was Lisa's first word. Uh, Simpsons did the joke with the uh, Krusty Burger. Okay. So, yeah, great fucking promotion. I, lo- I, I don't remember it particularly, but I remember it being made fun of, obviously. Oh, of course. And the Simpsons being talked about. Uh, so, yeah, that's my... That's a, that just made me really hungry. I know. Can we get some Big Macs, fries, and drinks? Oh, God, I'd go for that right now. All right, handsome. Here's your fourth pick. He's going up. Hulk Hogan, he dropped the big leg on him. He's now for the 
So begins the modern age of professional wrestling. And the birth of Hulkamania. The birth of Hulkamania. What the, you gonna do, brother? And at the same time, you know, we we celebrate it. You know, it's the birth of modern day wrestling. Uh, some people saw it as the death of professional wrestling. Not me. You Hulk know, Hogan and, was my idol growing up. Well, of course, but you weren't running the circuits in Georgia at the time, now were you? No, um, brother, that was Dusty Road, the American Dream. Actually, he was Florida. Yeah. Uh, January 23rd, 1984, Madison Square Garden. Um, and this is just uh, shortly after the Iron Sheik uh, controversially beat Bob Backlund, who Bob held Backlund. the title for six years. Crossface chicken um, uh, defends his title against Hogan. And, I mean, even the lead-up to it, it just, it, I mean, fuck Goldberg and knocking on that door. Just showing hmm. Hogan in the back. He's standing there waiting for his music. He's saying a prayer. You know, he just took his vitamins, which he probably should have done earlier because, you know, they you know, want them to, you know, enter the system and, you know, your and body to process them properly. never the train, brother. Um, it was a long match, Grizz. You need those reserves. It, it was. That was a that was a big five minutes and forty seconds of yeah. two big guys kind of bumping into each other occasionally. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not giving it props for its cord. What, um, what if What if the Sheik would have put the Cobra cr- clutch on him? He would have needed clutch. Camel clutch. He would have needed he, those. He would have needed those vitamin reserves. Well, he did. Oh, he did get it on him. Yeah, he did get it. on I watched the whole match like. 10 times it took me uh 50 minutes um yeah he did he got hogan stood up out of the camel clutch backed Sheik into the ring post Sheik fell down hogan got up big boom, boot. leg drop most devastating finisher in all uh, professional wrestling of all big, time did he give him the big boot first no uh no I'm surprised he would kick. He, he landed kick a big boot earlier in the match, if I'm correct, because it swung. It went Hogan, Sheik, then um, Hogan at the at very end. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie. Hogan did him dirty. The bell rang, and Sheik was turned around and, and taken like, his uh, uh, scarf off. Right. And Hogan got him from behind. Hogan no. charged him at the bell, hit Sheik from behind, choked him with, the, with his scarf, and threw him to the ground. Well, it's a, guy who, some, it's a guy who hates America, brother. I know. Hogan was angry, and that's what people wanted. But that's some heel kind of shit right yeah, there. That's, that's borderline. That's heel that, right there. That's, that's some 1984 Stone Cold, you know. That's some Attitude Era shit right there in 84. Well, I mean, Hogan was a heel before he was a babyface. Well, true, but the Sheik was as bad as it gets. Right. Um, Sheik was... Pure heel, shit. Heel. He was pure heel, pure evil, and even and to this day, even the greatest... even him as an has his real, you know, not you know, cape babe, break Kefabi. the wall man. I'll he humble plays you. The heel fuck in you in the ass. The man pissed himself on national radio. <laughs> fuck you, Jarabroni. Um. But I mean, a physical specimen to behold, yeah. and if you, his real story is. Fucking insane. When the Olympics before before Jabroni cut angle, I fucking humble him. You watched that documentary, right? No. Sheik is it Sheik? Is that what it's called? Oh, is it? Is it on uh, the original it... Sheik or the Iron Sheik? Um, I forgot what it the hell it's called. It was docu- I it was great. The best part of that match. Let's get to the best part. The 
the backroom interview with Mean Gene when Andre the and, Giant just oh. sprays fucking champagne everywhere. Right in his eyes. Right and in his you, eyes. It's not one of those like, oh, this is awesome. No, this was, ow, this really hurts. And, and, What's most impressive out of all that, though, is there was still a bottle of champagne in Andre's hand, and he didn't drink the entire thing on the way over there. Right. And you you know it was a rib on Andre's part. He's like, oh, I'm going to make Hulk Hogan get blinded with the champagne when he wins. Ha, 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 ha. It'll be funny. Uh, there's that. And then there's also the very awkward moment of um, Hulk with Ruth and Pete Hogan next to him. Like, it, it definitely dates it a little bit yeah. when they have his mom and dad who... I don't know why, because they wouldn't have been that old, right? I mean, he was probably, what, 20-something then? I don't know. Yeah. So they're maybe in their 50s. Mm-hmm. But there's something about old people back then. They look like they're 80. Right. Like, I look at someone in their 50s now. I look at someone in their 60s now. Hell, we work with 70-year-olds. <laughs> and Are you serious? <laughs> I... I I don't. Th- I think he's actually in his thirties. He just smoked yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I also think he's a, actually a very attractive woman wearing a mask, and one day he's going to shed a tear crossing the border with our trucks because he he's secretly in love. love with yeah, me. Right, yeah. We, yeah. That's that's going to be the movie that I'm going to make mm-hmm. anyway. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, yes, the no awkward interview with Hogan's mom and dad while he stood yeah. there, and <laughs> it was great. Um, Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. This dude. <laughs> Iron Sheik thinks he's gonna beat the Hulkster and all the millions. You know what I was gonna think? I was gonna suggest here, excuse me. I'm gonna do it on the air, so you can't say no. Okay. When's WrestleMania weekend? Uh, like two months from now. Yeah. During WrestleMania weekend, we do a show called Radamania, where we pay tribute to all the Radamaniacs by picking any topic, radios related from any decade. Mm-hmm. And just it's Radomania. Radomania. So we where it's fair game. No th- this will be the first show ever where we don't actually have there's no uh it's no holds barred radier. Yeah, it's Radomania. Radomania. Yeah. Alright. I'm game. I gotta get to work. I need that wow, I need that. That's gonna be tough. To try to narrow that down. All right, I could give rules. Not just talk about uh, Landstalker and Brave Star the entire time. Right. There has to be something pro wrestling related. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's it. Everything else is all fair game. Fair game. I'm still going to try to do my typical movie, game, toy kind of thing. Yeah. It gives me. Uh, that's my move. Uh, it'll be my move set. I'm like Ma- from there. I'll I'm like bring McDonald's it on. toy cartoon video game yeah. thing. That's, well, that's I'll, I'll have something to work with. I'll try to spread the love, Music, but yeah. ooh, this is going to be fun. All right, we got to remember when... Radomania. I, yeah. Here's what I want to do, and I'm going to propose this to you. I, wanted, I want it to be our first, and if not only, but our first uh, live show where we stream it on YouTube. We, live. Oh, sh- All right. Why we All do right, the show. Get the logistics going on this. No, the logistics already figured out. All you have to do is Skype in with video. Everything else figured out. Yeah. Remember how well that works? Yeah. You might need to call Comcast so you need a better internet connection. I got a gig that they told me I pay for. <laughs> Let me do a speed test right now. 
I might have to do ours. I know. I know how it works. I might have to do ours from my office just because. Can we um actually you know just talk to your dad? Can he have a line run, uh, direct line run from your house to mine? Yeah, yeah. Or we could we could set it up in the studio and do it with two hardwire cameras and pretend we're in different places. In in a TV studio? Or why would why would we pretend to be in? I mean, yeah, if we're going to do this, use the goddamn set that I built. Yeah, but I was kind of hoping to do it like, like, yeah, yeah. Radomania. Get the TriCaster up and running. Ooh, a TriCaster. Pull it out of the rack. Just sits there. No, we're talking HD, baby. Oh, all right. Well, let's go get an HD. Really? That thing's that old? Yeah, that's it's um, it's not HD. Damn. All right. No, I I got the I got the whole setup. I'm ready to go. All right. Rat- I'm oh I'm nervous. Radamania people, look forward to it. All right. We're gonna have to get our uh, our uh, intermission music and uh, curtain call slate standing by though for when we have to pee all the time. Right. And our good friend uh, f- uh Mark Ferris Ferris Print, um, he's offered to to talk to shirts, so we might have to get Radamania shirts made. Oh, snap. Uh, so let's, uh... I was gonna say, let's check the legality of that, but that's one of those where you get sued and it's a uh, good promotion for us, so what the hell. Yeah, right, and if Insane Clown Posse could put out Stranglemania, I'm sure... Ah, good point. Yeah, right. Why can't we put Yeah, out? but they're jugglers. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. That's juggalos. I, I got a mortgage. Although then I would just leave and I'll go to the island somewhere and make wedding videos for rum. Yeah, it's true. That's my dream. I would never do it in the States, but if I just live on the beach and I'll shoot your wedding for rum and I'll upload it and by the time you get home, you got a wedding. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, anyway, but uh, this all led to, oh, I'll wrap this up quick because we kind of, we strayed off course a bit, believe it or not. Yeah, right. Uh, 84 was a big year for wrestling because, like I said, it was Dark Day. It was only – it was like six months later when we finally had Black Saturday, which was when Vince McMahon took over the time slot of Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, that didn't even last that long, right? World Championship Wrestling. and No, because it was such an awful show because the first show we came on and, like, promised, you're going to love our program and this and that and – their wrestling down there was like legit, like not shoot wrestling, but they took it very seriously. Uh, you know, it was just two guys in like black leotards rolling around and uh, playing it straight. You know, WWF at the time had gimmicks. They were, you know, really pushing that and they were going that way more and more. And so the fans there didn't like that. And the show actually became more of a clip show. So if you were down south and you had TBS and that was your source of wrestling, now you were just watching clip shows of gimmicks rather than your legit, in quotes, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling and World Championship Wrestling. Um, there's a whole backstory. I, I'm not going to go long in the Black Saturday. We might add that. And if we ever we do another wrestling show down the road, I think it's worth talking about how Vince went in with the Briscoe brothers and bought up the organization and stole it like stole it out from under ted to get the time slot and 
it's some shady shit, and it'd make a really great like Netflix miniseries. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'll play Vince McMahon. They're uh, they're apparently no. I, I mean, I could do my McMahon. Hey, hey pal. Hey pal. Uh, hey hey pal. Uh. We're live from Atlantic Champion. No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm just too tired. You just became Bix. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blending. <laughs> I can do it if you give me time. I can do it. I can do yeah. it. All right, Vince McMahon. Uh, just be prepared. Um, for Radamania people. Uh, I gotta get ready for this. We gotta start promoting this. I know. I, I thought of it today, actually. Look at you. And I thought of something to do. I was testing color temperatures of lights. Right. It was a productive day. It was a productive day. I thought of this while I was driving. I was stuck in... It took me to... You know our offices to where I was working tonight? How close they are? Uh, Where were you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it took me a ridiculously long time just sitting in traffic huh. to get there. Just lights? Just lights and tr- buses and traffic. Yeah. So I, my mind was like wandering, and I'm I, I thought of Radamania. So I like it. Yeah. And it's all made possible because on June twenty third, nineteen eighty four, Hogan dropped a leg in the Iron Sheik. Absolutely. Big up to nineteen eighty four. You're gonna get Radamania because of it. Um, also, I have two of these in front of me right now. Uh, I ha- I I control one, two, three, four four of these and I've only used these for the last 20 years of my life but they came out in 1984 introducing Macintosh it does all the things you'd expect a business computer to do it does a lot of things you wouldn't expect a business computer to do and it does some things no other business computer has ever done before Of course, to do all this, you will have to learn to do this. Macintosh from Apple. One of the computers that changed it all, um, I believe him and Mr. Bill Gates both ripped off the mouse idea from Xerox. But Jobs got it out there first. You don't want to play the 1984 commercial? That's not good audio? Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> Trust me. I, and plus it aired in... Yeah, it did air in 84. Yeah, it was Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not. It's like a music. And it's Super Bowl like, XV3. 1984 won't be like 1984. No. 2018's going to be like 1984. Yeah, right. But we did it to ourselves, ironically yeah. enough. No one saw that coming. Yeah, everyone, everyone's got everyone a... Thought it was going to be big government... Did it to ourselves. Everyone, it, it might have something to do with everyone having a pocket version of this computer in their pockets. Yeah. Across the world. Same company. But the Apple Macintosh. Uh, Steve Jobs introduced in 1984, and it's eventually it's what got him tossed from the company, which is so ironic, so crazy. Like, this, this computer, which is something, like, ubiquitous now, which... Mm-hmm. You know, I've used 20 years. I use so much. I rely on so much to do so much of my life. It got him fired from the company he created. 
It wasn't until 1996 where they brought him back by sucking up the company he bought, he created after he left, that he came back, he integrated that OS into make iOS 10, which we still use on all these computers, introduced the iMac, and it went on to make Macintosh computers some of the best in the world, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm a complete Mac You're mark. a mark. I'm a, such a mark. I just, and it's just preference. 20 years now I've been using Mac OS 10. And I mean, I get people who use Windows for 20 years want to use Windows. But myself, I prefer Mac OS, OS 10, OS X, whatever you want to call it. When did I jump ship? It'll be 06 for me. So 13, wait, wait. Yeah, 13 years? I was a one. Yeah, I got my uh, right MacBook when it came right out. When right when OS six, right when OS ten came out, I had my I had the iMac, the the flat screen, the first flat screen lampshade one. Mm-hmm. Beautiful computer, still one of the most beautiful computers I ever owned. What uh, color was it? It was that white one, the lampshade one. Okay, so it was like a dome, and how the arm and the the flat screen monitor was on the arm. Yeah. Oh, okay, that one. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Called the lampshade. Beautiful computer. Beautiful fucking computer. And I had my first iPod and had the first iPhone, first iPad. I'm a big mark, yeah. Uh, I had, mine was, uh, uh, what the hell? I had one of those, uh, was it a SanDisk? One of the real awkward players. Like, oh, yeah, it would yeah, even, yeah, It would even, like, crack as you would, like, press the buttons. Um, hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until I got an iPod. My first laptop was a uh, PowerBook at 12-inch. I still have it. It's from 2003. So it's 14, 15, 16 years old. 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it still boots. It's in my basement. 16-year-old computer still boots. Not that that's, like, mind-blowing, but... No. But, it, no, it is. I, I have a couple computers lying around. They definitely don't fire up anymore. I know for a fact the one I built doesn't fire up anymore. So, it tells you. So, yeah, I, I felt like it was important for me to, to point out a computer system that I, I we do this show with. I run the clips off of a, a Mac... A, a Mac Pro, a MacBook Probably Pro. Outside of the microphones and the Tascam recorder, all the other hardware is Macs. Yeah. I used to run the clips off an iPad, but the software they made it with just stopped developing. So I run them off my MacBook Pro now. All, uh, Olivia is my MacBook Pro. She's the 13 inch. And then. Uh, Everything to you and back, you coming in and going out to you is off my iMac that I got to do our old web show back in 2012, which still holds up. Jesus. Yeah, and then I have uh, at work, I have uh, the Power Mac and the MacBook Pro 15-inch souped up. So. I'm, uh, All from 1984. I'll start in 1984. And without 1984 and all this stuff, we wouldn't have 30 different Steve Jobs movies coming out. 
right. in the past. How many? Yeah. Three, three years. One good one. I like them both, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I like uh, the original. Which one? I saw the... Pirates wait, of the Silicon they... Valley. And then I saw the one with Ashton Kutcher, which wasn't bad. Yeah, and I think I, I saw the Ashton Kutcher one, and right? And then I saw the Danny Boyle one with... Um, I forget who played him, but I saw that in a theater. It's more like a play. That was written by Aaron Sorkin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was based on the book, which I read. I So I went to the store to buy it, and I'm like, you know what? This 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 has to be the first book I buy in iBooks and read it on my iPad, and which I did. Great oh, book. Fucking great book. He's a, He was a fucking asshole, man. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to be. I guess, but he was a uh, I mean, fucking asshole. I'm sure there is a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Apple Macintosh came out in 1984 and uh, still changing the world, in my opinion. I mean, we used Macintosh led to... Well, I'm trying to think of what I used then. What did we have in school? Like the Macintosh 2, I think. We all had like a... G three towers with Final Cut two. No, I'm I'm talking about like in like elementary school when I was playing like. Uh, oh no, we had Apple twos, not Mac twos. Apple twos, you're thinking of Apple twos. Yeah, we had Apple twos also. Yeah, Apple twos were just as hot selling as Apple Macs in that time period. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Apple two was like the Commodore sixty four of the Apple. Yeah. I remember playing. I just my first computer experience for the longest longest time was just Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. That was Apple. That was Apple too. Yep. It was Apple too. All right. That was the first like wholesale wholesale computer that uh, Jobs and Wozniak put out. Gotcha. Yeah, the Apple too. Uh, all right, Squeeze. Here is your last pick. I got a lot. Got a lot. Let's talk more one. tech. Yeah. I got a lot on this one. I watched a sixty-minute documentary by. Oh shit! You gaming did more work historian. Than I did. <laughs> I just did years and years of playing this shit. Introduces Tetris. Put a piece here. Put a piece there. Use your thumbs. Use your eyes. Find yourself exercise. Now you're playing with power. So do you little, know, do you know the story behind this game? I, I do. Oh, but if I may, a little post clip uh, disclaimer. One, I know that commercials from 1988 for the Nintendo uh, Tetris did was released in Russia in 1984 on the Electronica 60 um, before it was released in the U.S. Uh, two years later uh, for the Commodore 64. But also, um, they were not called Tetrazoids. They're properly referred to as Tetraminos. Right. All right, my uh, disclaimer, over. So I watched this documentary about a year, half, six months ago. Gaming Is it on YouTube? Yeah, I talk about it all the time, The Gaming Historian. Oh, yeah. 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 He put it out. Uh, so the guy created this game, uh, lived in the USSR at the time. Alexei uh, Pechinov. Yes. And so the game, he, he worked for the government because the government owned the company. Mm-hmm. And the game he created then was owned by the government. So the government made, he did not make money on it till he finally defected and moved to Seattle. 
I think 1997 was the first year he saw money from the game. Wow. So, yeah, I wonder how... I'm interested in how that works now, because if the Soviet government owned that, where did the rights defer? Did the rights go then to the state after the lawyers fought after it dissolved to get it back to him? He now, him and his family now own the rights too. That's awesome because I mean this was licensed out to every. There isn't a video game system, console, piece of electronic equipment that exists to this day that doesn't have some form of Tetris designed for it. Right. Yeah, and at the time, he wasn't seeing any of that. It was all going to the USSR. Damn. I mean, talk about a bright dude. I mean, and look, at that's that's what that kind of system, you know, that... I mean, and it's not even communism. It's a dictatorship. It's a totalitarianism. Right. That look, at what, look at what gets you. It drives this guy out. You had this, this fucking bright mind, um, brilliant mathematician and computer scientist, and... I mean, he ended up working for Microsoft, you know, designing games for them. Um, a lot of those, like, the, the the puzzle packs and stuff like that that you would see in, like, Windows. Like, that was his thing. Right. And, like, not just any dummy can come up like, oh, I'm going to make Minesweeper. I'm not saying he made Minesweeper, but uh, actually, I can Minesweeper. i got to talk Minesweeper. Yeah, Minesweeper for sure. That's a fun-ass game when you realized how it actually worked. Um... But yeah, the, some, there's something about Tetris, and I guess the idea came to him because he used to play with like those, um, uh, what was it called Pentamino puzzles? Like they're like little shapes, like little square blocks, and you would actually like use for like math fun, I guess. Uh, I'm not smart. We remember earlier in the show when we started off where we couldn't count to five. I couldn't, yes. Yeah, this guy like probably could go to like six or seven, actually. Um, I bet you he he would know what Super Bowl XV3 stood for. I'm sure he would. Okay, so the, the gaming historian story of Is that Tetris. Dan Rather? It was. You want to hear it? Sure. Oh, the one by President Reagan about bombing the Soviet Union. Oh, you talked about this. 1984. The Cold War raged between two superpowers, the United States and the Soviet Union. Major economic and political differences created a constant state of tension between the former allies. Capitalist United States experienced unprecedented economic growth. Apple released the highly anticipated Macintosh personal computer. Los Angeles hosted the 1984 Summer Olympics. Two major blockbusters hit theaters, Ghostbusters and Gremlins. Hell yeah. Bruce Springsteen released his most successful record. Man, I think we born in the USA. Oh yeah. The nation grew and prospered socially wow, we should have just and economically. This and put our name on it. But yeah, the right. communist Soviet Union was a stark contrast. The economy was stagnant. The cost of oil, one of the country's leading exports, declined. The country boycotted the 1984 Summer Olympics, citing anti-Soviet hysteria. General well, Secretary Konstantin Chernenko was terminally ill. Mikhail Gorbachev waited in the wings. The country was five years into a conflict with Afghanistan. Citizens grew frustrated and had little money. Also got us the government three. enacted sweeping reforms to eradicate dissent and restore order. The two nations couldn't have been more divided. But that right. summer, a computer programmer in the Soviet Union created something special. It was a puzzle game that took the video game industry by storm 
and helped break the boundaries between the two superpowers. I was going to say that. That is the preamble to the story of Tetris. Go on the Gaming Historian's YouTube site. It, it's really freaking good. The guy does a great game. Uh, that's Gabe. Um, I forget. Gabe is from Serial Time. I'm, I'm screwing up uh, names. But uh, it's early. I, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Gaming Historian. Never want to miss it. It's an hour long on Tetris. To, I wish I would have known. Well, no, I'm kind of glad because I don't want to, you know, I watch something like that and then I end up regurgitating it. Instead, we could just play it on the show. Yeah, right. It was a year. I, well, I like to I give him no, plenty no, of it, shout outs. It was well done. Yeah. yeah no, and we, we, I think we gave it due credit, right? That wasn't us in any sense. Yeah, that was from last year. I, I remember I saw this last year. And I was like regurgitating Tetris facts to Enchantress's family. Like, how do you know this? Like, I watched a YouTube video, which I, is better yeah, might, than most things on TV. Yeah, I might end up going back and watching that because that sounded excellent. Um, and Tetris is excellent. And it, I mean, I, the amount of time I spent playing this game is, I mean, I can't count it. It's impre- I, I was late to work. Because I just I was playing Tetris. Like well, I just I had it on Game Boy, so I could go. Well, I had it on both, but there was something. Um, I, I I liked that you know having a nice big color screen. It was pleasant. Um, the soundtrack was awesome. You got some like Nutcracker Sweet in there. Uh, you ever beat it? No. Come on. No. Sorry. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I remember seeing the rocket ship. But I just Yeah, yeah, we saw the rocket ship. Yeah, but I feel like I did see it myself. Like I said, I put a lot of time in this damn game. Hey, I got to the second last level of Arkanoid, and that game's hard as hell, too. So I think I might have a thing for these kind of games, and I just don't realize it. I think you are better at video games than me by a long shot. So. Well, it's because I also committed more time to them than that, and I have the patience for it. Right, and I'm just like, let's go fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fucking around in Tetris. You got to take that shit seriously. Oh, yeah. You got to take it seriously. Because it does lead to uh, uh, more efficient brain activity while playing. Oh, it does? Yeah. So my argument is when I'm at work and I got to do my job, I should be able to play Tetris because I can do my job better. Help you load the truck better at the end of the night, too. Fuck, yeah. Oh, that is a skill that I can't deny. Yeah, I could tell all these kids coming in here thinking that they're going to be Mr. I'm going to stack this shit properly. Oh, and you know me well enough, right? That that's in my head. You know I'm singing that while I'm loading trucks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Here's Tetris, man. And Simpsons even did a great... Remember when Homer had to load the car? Yeah. Yeah, he turned them all in the, in the, in the Tetraminos. Tetraminos. Right. Nintendo marketing firm commercial people. Nintendo marketing from, marks. From 34 years ago. Marks. Bunch of marks. All right. Um, good pick. Can we move on? Get my last pick? And Is this it? Yeah, we're, we're about Holy two hours shit. and 20 minutes into the show. So No. Are we really? Yeah, our new running time. Wow, there was a pee break in there. So, all right, here is my last pick. 
Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Use the trap door, Batman. Brainiac's taking over the computer. Joker in the elevator. Evil forces joining for a final assault. Who can restore order? Superman. Can Superman save the Hall of Justice? You decide. Do you remember the Kenner Superpower action line? Uh, not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Not really. See, I uh, I, I wasn't a DC kid, so. I was oh like, yeah, eh. yeah. We had we had them because uh, you know our parents liked the '66 Batman, so it wasn't far removed, mm-hmm. and um, so we always had a couple of these, and I wound up getting more of the Toy Biz repaints, recasts of these, mm-hmm. like Penguin and Riddler and shit than the original. And these guys go for some good money. But uh, they were made in response to uh, Mattel's uh, He-Man success. Uh, so uh, in 1984, DC Comics gave the license to their characters, to Kenner, and it was hot on the heels of uh, the He-Man line and all those action features. And... Um, he, Kenner was making printing money with Star Wars figures. So uh, they took the license away from Mego, which was those doll-like toys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and then they, they called it, um, since each figure had a superpower, like uh, the action feature, they named the line the Superpowers Collection. That's why it's like, what the fuck did superpowers come from? There's the super friends and they're the Justice League. Why do they call these motherfucking things superpowers collection? So hmm. uh, in the first two series, every figure was, was it a licensing thing? No, it was it was to basically point out that they each thing did like a an action feature like He Man that they called a superpower. I get that, but when I look at the packaging and I see superpowers, I'm like, nah, I'm in the Super Friends, or I like Justice League. I'm it's not a, big in the superpowers. The superpowers is almost the same logo. It's just changed from Super Friends to superpowers. Yeah, but it's also superpowers. Your parents will fuck that up. You know it. Yeah, yeah. So there was tons of figures produced in Series 1. It was Aquaman, Batman, Brainiac, uh, Barry Allen, Flash, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Joker... Lex Luthor, Penguin, uh, Robin, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Series Damn, two. Yeah, that uh, may I couldn't. That is a big release for uh, a first series. Yeah, well, it's not like normally. It is. Normally, you're dipping your toes. You get yeah. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and right. that's it. Series two. Look, listen to these deep cuts: Dark Side, The Sod, Doctor Fate, Firestorm, Green Arrow, Calabac, Mantis, Martian Manhunter. Parademon, Red Tornado, and Steppenwolf. Holy shit, they're going deep. Right. Series 3 had Cyborg, Cyclotron, Golden Pharaoh, Mr. Freeze, Mr. Miracle, Orion, Plastic Man, Samurai, Shazam, and Tyre. Wow. They had a Clark Kent mail-in exclusive. Oh, that's awesome. And then a... um, Vehicles were Batcopter, Batmobile, Dark Side Destroyer, Delta Probe One, Justice Jogger, Calabac, Boulder Bomber, Lexor Seven, and Supermobile. And then, of course, the Hall of Justice was the playset. 
Uh, unproduced figure-wise, they say the Tower of Darkness playset featuring a likeness of Darkseid was in development for the third wave, but never released. Um, he said, uh, so, uh, one collector, Toy Otter, said there was designs for a series four, five, and six, along with vehicles and playsets. Uh, Man Bat, El Dorado, Quadrax, Shockwave, Silicon, Blue Devil, Bizarro, Creeper, Metallo, Executioner, Supergirl, John Stewart, Kid Flash, Manhunter, Vigilante, Mr. Mixaplex, Black Vulcan, the Reverse Flash, Deathstroke, Obsidian, the Black Racer, and the Atomic Knight, Howitzer, and variants of Superman, including Robot and Kryptonite. Um, Damn. A lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of. There was um, a lot of figures suggested, but no evidence that supports them. Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Batgirl, Salmon Grundy, Swamp Thing, Metron, Lightweight, Power Girl, Dream Girl, and Dawnstar. Yeah. Swamp that- Thing wound up getting its own cartoon action figure line in 93. Hmm. Ten years later. I just, what's cool though is like, the molds aren't all like the same figure. You know, it's not like they're just a couple of repaints, and so everyone was their own unique. No, not until, uh, not until um, Kenner, or uh, I'm sorry, Toyba's got a hold of it, and then just repainted and remodeled everything. Yeah, um, but like everyone's their own. I mean, I look at like Dark Side, like towers over everyone. Yeah, he's Dark Side's a good figure. Yeah, like he's like he's like. Uh, He's just huge. I mean, it's it's great. Like it's almost, they it, it just have like you know. It looks intimidating. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like the de- I really like the detail in these. I'm kind of jealous that I wasn't. Yeah, I I mean I'm. I was all I was toy. If I had any DC, it was Toy Biz. Yeah, I, I had the DC you Toy know? Biz line, but we had a few of these. We had the Joker. We had Batman, Superman, just a few. Uh, but not many, and I wish I had more. They were great. Great line. 1984 Superpowers figures. I'm not going to... Sorry, don't cut you off. I'm not going to lie, but Batman and Superman have the same body sculpts. They do. They do. Um, which Batman should be more about, but that's here and over there. Sure. But that's been 1984, Squeeze. That was it? Yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh. I figured I'd give us a little good Thanks. outro music. Came out in 1984. Little Wind Doves Cry. What do we got next week for everybody? Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't look that far ahead. I'm thinking about Radamania. Yeah, Radamania is in the future. Uh, so all you Radamaniacs, just email us at rk at radiers.com or squeezer at radiers.com or both and let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Oh well, is this gonna, is this just idea? We're not do. I want to do a formal like request show down the road. Yeah, we could do a request show. But if you have any ideas for Radamania, not that we'll take them, but go ahead and let us know. Yeah. Also, oh, I got shit. Next week's Transformers. Is it? Yep. Oh snap! I got the perfect thing to talk about that just came oh, out. I got some work to do. Toy Fair. But yeah, next week we're talking Transformers. So I can't fucking wait for that. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, but for this week, 
this was everything 1984 you could possibly fucking want. And thank goodness Prince's estate is too busy making money off his estate to bother and sue us, right? Yeah, I would think so. Let's hope for our yeah. estate. If it's not this, it'll be the Ratamania t-shirts. Yeah, the Ratamania t-shirts looking like Hogamania. All right, anyway, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a very 1984 night.